All right. Um, welcome, Brandy, um, to the to the podcast. Um, it's nice to have you here. Thank you, Dan. It's great to be here. Cool. Um, it's late for you, right? What time is it? Um, it is currently two fifteen a.m. Oh, <laughs> okay. And for me, it's in the morning. So I'm in Ireland. Brandy is in I want to say near Chicago or something. I am. A- yeah, I'm in the Chicago land area in Illinois in the U.S. Cool. Okay, great. Um, so, you know, um, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like um, you're working on a horse VR game, right? What is that all about? Yeah. Um, it's basically just a horseback riding simulator that I started adding some game-like interactions into. I started working on it like two years ago and I'm, I'm almost finished. <laughs> but you know how these things are <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's pretty simple but uh yeah it was like the reason it took so long was because it's it's very it was when i first started doing it, it was very motion sick inducing so i had to do a lot to get that out of there um so what was um you know tell me a little bit about how does the game work and uh, what was what was causing the motion sickness so you basically get to choose your horse out of a stable and when it, I started it when we were still working with the touch controls but I would really like to start working with the, um, the hand tracking but one of the reasons that it made people so motion sick is because the body understands that it's not moving and when you're riding that fast and like say you're going over hills or you're jumping something it's 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 kind of a uh, <laughs> it's very easy to make somebody motion sick, even if they have like an iron stomach for it. So mm-hmm. what I did to improve that was I put vignetting around. Huh, I wonder if I'm even saying that right. But yeah, mm-hmm. when you move faster, I slowed the horse down. I made all of the land flat. That was like the first thing that helped. And then I used, um, oh gosh, Sig- oh, they made a, pul- a plug and, and I met the guy that made it at Oculus Connect and I, God, I can't remember the name of it and I feel so bad now, but that kind of vignetting seemed to have really helped. So that's, that's how I ended up solving those issues. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Every time, you know, um, there's some kind of acceleration um, that uh, people get, <laughs> start throwing up. Um, you know, I know, <laughs> I, like I personally, I, I'm not so... You know, I don't really get motion sick at all. Um, even uh, like the, the hardcore games. Um, do, do you? Do yeah. you personally? Is you're fine also. I am. It, it's because it's actually really rare. Um, it's not as it's not as common as people think it is. And it, you get used to it, and then your body gets used to it, just like an astronaut would get used to. And I don't know how they do this, but when they put them in a centrifuge, mm-hmm. they end up getting used to it. And I think that's the same thing with a lot of uh, VR gamers is that like my friend, um, he made B99 and his company is called Iron Stomach LLC. He was the first one I think that I could demo it because I'm like, well, I know that he won't get motion sick, so I had him try it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a, a lot more rare than people think it is. And I think there's so many ways that we have around it now. And, and I think a lot of the people that, especially people in Quest have, have noticed like within you know, their first, let's say 10 times inside a headset, they start to notice it go away. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, um, so, the, and, and you were, uh, and um, so in your game, were you 
experiencing the motion sickness yourself or did you once you started giving it to other people get that feedback i did <laughs> i did but it doesn't i guess it doesn't affect me in the same way i just kind of feel like and i get i get this all the time but i get like acid reflux and that's what it felt <laughs> like me it felt like it was like acid reflux coming on and i that's that's all it was for me so I wasn't sure how other people would react to it. And uh, another friend of mine, I had him put his daughters into it and they loved it. Like it didn't do any, I, I don't know, even if it did, they didn't care. They liked it so much that they stayed in anyway. So yeah, I don't know. It seems, it seems like I fixed a lot of the issues with it, but I still have to throw it into the public test channels and, and I guess we'll see. It's going to yeah. be a trial by fire for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's, 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 that's great. Um, so, uh, do you already have a name for the game? Um, I thought about calling it Gift Horse because I, I was like kind of supposed to be my gift to like the VR community. <laughs> um, but I'm not really too sure. I just call it Virtual Horseback Riding Simulator and I guess that's its working title. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. So, it's, it's really like a, like a simulator basically or will you include some yep. of like a typically like game elements, will there be like quests or challenges or stuff like that? Or? Mm -hmm. Kind of like, um, kind of like the one half of a farming simulator where you feed your animals and take care of them. Okay. And uh, I had a few ideas for it, like, you know, grooming. I know girls love to groom their ponies, so I, <laughs> I had to put that in there. It was just little things like that, but yeah, it's not not too heavy because I didn't want to go heavy on my C-sharp scripts because at, when I started it, I wasn't that good at writing my own scripts, but as the two years went by, I got a little bit better, but I didn't want to load myself down with too much because if we ever have to like, you know, update the Unity version that we're working in, I don't want everything to break. So yeah. <laughs> I tried to keep it as simple as I could. You know how that is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, you know, you said you had the challenges with the with this motion sickness. And you solved that. So what, what is the challenge? You know, what, are, what problem are you trying to solve now? What are you working on these days in the game? Um, trying, to keep, trying to keep frame rates right and getting that kind of big lush background that I want without really, really crashing the system. And I don't know if I'll ever actually be able to optimize it down for something like Quest because when I started <laughs> building it, like the the big kind of forest and all the trees and all the grass was something that I was like, I can't get rid of it. Like I'm, I'm stuck on how pretty it looks. So I don't know if I'll ever optimize it down for that, but I think that's probably the biggest challenge right now mm -hmm. is keeping it looking like that without like dragging the frame rates down below what standard is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, I hear that often, you know, people, I think the optimization is always um, challenging. Like, um, uh, you know, from a creative point of view, you know, which trade-offs are you going to make? But then also from a technical point of view, you know, how, which technique are you going to use or, you know, stuff like that. So um, I hear you. <laughs> um, the, yeah. And are, are you working um, like as a solo developer or do you have a team or another person? Just me. It's, yep, it's always just been me. But I mean, I have a lot of support from the community, though. Like, I've gotten a lot of help from people. Like, I have a lot of indie dev friends, and if it wasn't for them, I would not have gotten as far as I did. Like, okay. so I, I am working solo, but I've 
definitely had a lot of great advice, a lot of help, and a lot of like just lift you up type of support from the community. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without him for sure. Yeah. So what's the... Med <laughs> oh, sorry, what's... I got you off. Go ahead. No, no worries. Um, what's the, you know, in the, in the VR community, which kind of like commu communities do you usually hang out in or interact with um, and on which channels? Um, I, I, I'm in so many Discord channels that I couldn't possibly tell you every single one of them a lot. Uh, I know they're open, but I mean like the list of them down the, the left-hand side of my screen is like massive. <laughs> um, I hang out with the indie devs, the community of independent developers, and um, I like to do like I like to go to Oculus Connect every year and hang out with them. Have you ever been there? Have you been to the Connect conference at all? Yeah, I have. I have been the last the last previous years, OC five and six. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, next time you go, you have to find me. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you ever go to the like indie dev things at all? At all? Like after the conference is done, do you ever do those? Um, you know, I. I try to go to, I, yeah, I usually go to, to events after, in the evening, you mean? Yep. Yeah, um, yeah I, I usually go, go to the events. Um, I don't remember, you know, if there were specific events or what their names was, but I remember going to events after the, after the conference. Is there one you can recommend? Well, give like me, holler at me, yeah. Holler at me at the end of this next one at seven, and I will show you where the cool places are. <laughs> we like really fun stuff like they set up like 16 computers in the Hyatt and just demo uh indie oh. games all night it's fun okay yeah. I, ha I haven't been to that one <laughs> it, oh, you're missing the cool parties you gotta come yeah you gotta come i will i will um yeah let's see if i, I i'm not sure if i will make oc this year um um because i'm in europe so uh, you know it's kind of yeah. like uh depends a little bit on how how well did the game is received if we can afford it or not <laughs> yeah no I, I totally understand I, I know i go out there on my own dime and i don't even have a release yet so i know i look kind of bad because i had two years to get a release out and i'm still not done but well um i hope the conferences is actually going on this year because so many people are pulling out of conferences as, as it stands right now i'm, I'm kind of scared for a connect yeah well it's it's end of september right so hopefully we'll we will have the, the coronavirus under control by then, but yeah, know, we'll be. I hope so. I mean, I shouldn't say I. I think we'll be okay. I'm sure we'll be all right. We'll we'll figure out a way to make it through this. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you know, they can just uh, hold the conference in VR. So <laughs> they have been doing that. There was that educators in VR conference uh, that was a couple of days ago. Did you get to go to that? Uh, yeah, well, I um, I had a I had a gig there. I uh, pre presented. Um, I was Did a speaker. You? I yeah. didn't. I didn't even. I couldn't get in. It was like some weird button thing. But uh, oh. a lot of my friends were there. I felt really bad because I really wanted to see it. I did. You guys record any of it? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, I think that yeah. I think they said they are recording it. I'm not sure if they released it yet. Um, yeah, I've been downtown for the last few days, so I haven't really had a chance to check. I'll have to look on Twitter. Yeah, because I know uh, they have a lot there. So. Yeah, I think on their on their websites, they, I I guess they'll probably post it on their website once the recordings are ready or whatever you know. Um, but it's crazy they had so many different um, kind of like speakers, you know, like going on forty eight hours straight. Um, 
all different time zones, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see what people think because um, like in my session, I had maybe like around 20 people who, who attended, attended my session. So I wasn't sure if this was like an average or, you know, more or less people than the average, but I guess. Uh, that's, uh, that's actually good. Um, I know a lot of people do uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of meetups in um, alt space and I, they, they get about, I'd say about that. I mean, that's about the average for like the bigger, the bigger names that, that have been doing it for a while. So no, I think you, you sound like you had actually a pretty good turnout cool. in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was lucky in that case. Um, uh, so, um, anyways, I'm getting back to. Um, I just had a question for OC. You know, uh, Oculus Connect for our listeners who are going. What's your, as a as a you know Oculus Connect Pro? What's your um, secret tip, um, or secret tips to get the best out of the experience? <laughs> um. <laughs> They, they record all the talks and you can watch them later. Go out and meet everybody that you can. Talk to everybody that you can. If you miss a talk, who cares? You'll be able to watch it later and hit all of the open bars. That's, uh, that's my advice. <laughs> Get all, all the free stuff you can. Meet all the people that you can and find all the cool events when it's done. <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah. watch the talks later. <laughs> I agree. So it's more about Somebody's meeting gonna people. Yell at me that yeah yeah i've met oh i've i've met some really great friends that i still talk to every day um like one of one of my favorite people that i met out there her name's evo and she was smoking outside or she she had like this cool thing and i needed the lighter for some reason and i just like walked up to her and i had a commodore 64 shirt on and she pointed at me and she's like that's a cool shirt and uh, we started talking, we hit it off, and she's been like the person that I get so excited to see every time I go every year, and it's like, this will be like our third year, but we stay friends, like, I, I mean, it's, yeah, you gotta, you have to, like, you'll find, like, your people, you'll find your tribe, just, you know, don't, don't worry about getting to all the talks, because you can watch them later, and if you, if you catch John Carmack running around, get a picture of him, because... <laughs> He's cool. Yeah. Those are my, those are my points. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's always funny. Like if you see John Carmack walking around in the hallway, it's like a cloud of, cloud of people, you know, following him and following him. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm so short that I have to put like my phone up above my head. <laughs> uh, last year when I, you know, he was playing, um, uh, Cloudhead Studios pistol whip mm-hmm. and I thought he was going to knock people out in that circle I was like oh my god you guys need to step off because it I mean he just looks like he's about ready to just gun them all down it was really fun to watch though but like, <laughs> he's so much shorter than I thought that he would be in real life <laughs> yeah yeah he's a me he's like larger than life so I expected him to be like eight feet tall I think right yeah yeah, yeah it's funny it is a fun experience yeah, you, you don't really think about people's heights when you, like 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 famous people that you read about or you know see online or like, you, and then you meet them, you you know sometimes you're like oh you're not, for some reason I, I thought you're you're taller I don't know why but, <laughs> you know why I should, why I would assume that but you know, people just assume. I'm like five feet tall. I get that all the time. Like <laughs> I've done a few tutorials 
stuff. And I think, I think it's because of my voice. It's deep, but I'm, I'm seriously like the size of a large child. <laughs> People come up to me all the time. Like, I imagine you would have been taller. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I get that a lot. Sorry for disappointing you. <laughs> Here, have a cookie. Yeah. yeah right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so the first OC you went to was three years ago, you said, or? Uh, yeah, I think it was five. Five was my first one. I tried to make it out to four, but I seriously did not have the money to do it. Okay. But yeah, I, my first one was five, and then six was last year. And then I actually just got back from MIT, too. Oh. I went to a hackathon out there. And so I was, I was cutting into my yearly budget on that. <laughs> and I was like, well, well worth it. So, but I do have my money already put back for OC7, but Smart. I thought that that was really going to cut into it. But it, yeah, actually, Boston was pretty cheap compared to San Jose. <laughs> yeah. um, are you part of the, I, I will get to the, I will get back to the hackathon at MIT in a minute. That sounds super interesting. Um, but did you, are you also part of the Oculus Star program? Um, um, I applied late one year and the thing is, I think one of the reasons that I, I did reapply, um, mm -hmm. honestly, like a couple of nights ago, because my friend was like, you really need to. And I'm like, okay. But the reason that I didn't was because, um, I have a good friend that works there and I got a lot of my stuff. Um, I didn't have to pay for some of my hardware. So cool. I didn't want to take the space of somebody else that was in more need of it than me. Yeah. So that's why I didn't apply last year, but I did this year, honestly, because I want the hoodie. So Oculus, if you're listening, just send me the hoodie. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't want to take the place to somebody else. Like I, I really worked really hard to get, um, get my knowledge down on, on how to work Unity and VR and, and get it all, you know, squared away. And I, I, I'm sure it would have been good to do it, but I wasn't in need of it as much as like, I know a lot of other, like, especially like uh, minority group people that were applying and stuff. I didn't want to stand in their way. So I didn't, I actually didn't, um, I didn't apply last year and I did it this year because I wanted the hoodie, which makes me sound like a terrible person. I know, <laughs> but <laughs> no. I do have, I, I'm still working in my old CV1 Rift. Yeah. So uh, now that that's like, pretty it's it's not outdated yet but it will get there so that's that's actually why i did really apply this year just in case there was some chance i could get a upgrade on my rift <laughs> yeah i mean oh so, yeah you know I, I wouldn't i don't think i think they so like i i don't know the numbers but i feel like um they're pretty kind of like um open in terms of how many people they accept so um i, I wouldn't feel like bad taking away place, yeah, they told someone's me, place. They told me that the, la or the first time that I applied for it, they told me that all the spots were taken. Oh, okay. Maybe like, it changed. Yeah. Well, I think it is going to change a little bit more now um, just because they did have that program open for years and yeah. I, they've got, you know, a lot more people are interested in developing now and that was their main goal. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully, hopefully it stays the same. I mean, I, I hope that it does. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't really matter to me whether or not I get in. I mean, it's nice though, because I do think that, uh, I, I don't know, I'm not sure, do they give you your travel expenses for the, I'm not, I can't remember if they do or not, but I'm sure that would be really helpful for a lot of people. Um, so, so what they do like is when, they, pay the, they pay the hotel 
for OC for the Oculus oh, Connect. Oh, okay. They pay the hotel and yeah. they pay the, um, the conference ticket, basically. Have you guys tried to go for grants at all from from anywhere? Like, uh, even when you move, you're, you said you're going to be moving. I would start heavily yeah. looking at grants from museums. Museums for ch children's education, like K through 12 education, they've got grants that they can get you. I know I've seen quite a few people do it. And um, I was when I was uh, out of state, a couple of weeks ago, I, I heard quite a few people getting grants from museums. I think it's definitely something worth looking into. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, we did receive grants um, or like a grant, <laughs> um, not from a museum, but um, I, I never knew. Yeah, I should look into museums. I um, I never knew they gave out grants. Do you know yeah, like specific? They do, for sure, I know what they do here. Um, <clears throat> where you're at no uh but here in the united states um they they have them and if they don't have like if they can't tell you one that's readily available to you they'll try to hunt one down for you um, oh, really? it it does a lot of good bring yeah because it brings more money in and it brings more interest into the their area tourism and um it's they get paid when when or they get other grants when like schools bring their kids in for field trips and it garner's interest or it yeah i mean definitely check into it i'm not i'm not a like a expert in it or anything but i've definitely heard of a lot of people doing it and um okay. i don't know i i i would check with uh i don't know if you went to college i know i didn't but you could also check through them and see um uh, if in their science and tech programs if they know of anything available because they're the ones that do a lot of the grant writing okay so they're definitely into too. Okay, that's a good tip. Thanks. I will um have a do a do a search and see see what's what's available. Um grants. Um you know hopefully we qualify. you know um yeah you know let's see if you qualify for US grants or maybe there are some in Europe also. Um I would think so. I would hope yeah. so. Yeah. Good. Um, for anyone listening, look for grants. <laughs> and if you have questions, contact Brandy. Um, yeah, so... No, no, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I am contact. not the best person to go to for funding. I would not know. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm a poor indie dev myself. And I, <laughs> okay. I really do like save up to go to like these conferences and go meet up with my friends and stuff. So yeah, I'm actually pretty poor when it comes down to it. Hopefully I've got, I've gotten some pretty good gigs going on right now, but they're not games, they're VR gigs, but they are not games, they're business to business software. Mm -hmm. So I found, I found some money hiding under a rock there. So I'm not allowed to talk about it, unfortunately. Okay. I'm under NDA agreement with them, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you need to make some side scratch and in VR, go to your local VR meetups and start networking, passing out business cards. And I guarantee you, somebody's going to want an app made or something and you can make some side money there. So that, that is one thing I can give everybody advice on. Is that how you, how you found, found your gig? Uh, on like a local meetup? Uh, uh, yes. Um, a lot of local meetups, actually. I Like uh, my first two or my first year and a half in VR, I, I was kind of shy about everything and I didn't talk to too many people. But after I started showing people what I did, 
I had like AAA developers being like, this is really good. You should do something with this. And then I started building up my confidence. Then I made some business cards. Then I went to a bunch of meetups. I handed them all out and uh, friends helped me out. They said, you know, look, look her up. She'll help you out. And I started getting phone calls and I'm now I'm under a couple of NDA agreements. I have meetings to go to and like, I feel like I'm an important person now. It's really nice. So yeah, I mean, definitely check out your local meetups because there's a lot of business to business software um, that people want made. There's a lot of applications that people want made, even if they're just for demos for investors. There's, there's a lot out there, a lot more than just, you know, us making software for, for the masses to help them for social good. There's, there's businesses out there that want us to do stuff for them too. So go out and find them. Okay. Um, that's a, it's a very good tip actually. Um, so, you know, your, yourself, do you, how, how does your date, like, do you have a, so you work on your horse simulator, um, horseback riding simulator, and then, um, how, what would you say? How many, what percentage of your time do you spend, spend on that? If you're working time? No, not enough. Um, <laughs> I, I have so much going on in my day that I, I really, I'd say I probably only get to work on it maybe two hours out of the week at this point. Oh, okay. And one of the reasons for that is, is that I'm rural. Yeah. And so I'm, I, I have to travel like two hours just to get back downtown again. And then it's another two hours home. And by the time I get done with it, I'm so tired, but yeah, I try to get, I try to work on it and get like, get something done in it at least once a week. But lately, I've been having to take on this other stuff, so it, it hasn't been like as much, and I feel guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will get it done, but by the time that I get it done, like nobody will be using like a PC for VR. <laughs> <laughs> the so, and, and then we'll the rest. See. What's your? Do you have yeah. like a kind of like a full time job, or do you do the, the freelance gigs? What's your kind of like main? I do, I do a lot of freelance gigs, but um. I was managing a salon for a while that recently ended, which did open me up so that I could take a jobs. And luckily I found two in VR, which is great. I got lucky there. Um, other than that, it's, uh, I, I used to do a lot of freelance web design, um, which by the way, I hate. So I, I wish people <laughs> would stop that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And then I do, I do some, I do some things with graphics once in a while. I used to be a mobile developer for Android and I can tell you right now, I'm so glad I got out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I always hated mobile development. I don't know. I never liked working in native Android. Like I always hated it. I think the reason, and I, this is probably the first time I'm ever going to say it out loud is because it took people away from computers and I, love my computers and like uh when people started using phones more than they started using pc rigs like it, it like a part of me died inside <laughs> like it killed my heart i think that's why i hated it okay what's what's uh what's better about computers than mobile phones i don't know it's uh it's just different it's like phones are for Phones are for communicating to other people. Computers can help you make software and software gets you to the people. And I just, I don't know, there's something about that that's always been, I've always been really passionate about. And it's probably a little bit of bias because I've been working on a computer since I was like nine. So it's like the almost a 
28 years of working on a computer. Like, so I guess I just, they, they gave me my whole future and made me every bit of money I ever had. So I guess I just, I don't know. I guess I got, I, I, I don't know. I think that's all it is. It's, it's such a weird thing to talk about. Like, I don't think I've ever really said it out loud. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, interesting. Um, so do you think in the future, do you think um, we'll stop having mobile phones? Like, um, you know, will they be replaced by kind of like an AR type of headset or what will happen? I do. I think spatial computing is definitely going to happen. Um, yeah, I do think that. I really do. Uh, I think that we'll have even maybe contact lenses and rings on our fingers that, that track things. And I, I, yeah, I definitely do think that is the future of computing, period. I hope so. I kind of want it to happen. Maybe, again, that could be a bias, but <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm there with you. I also want it to happen. And I think it will. I think it's um, like there is no reason why it wouldn't happen. Like, I don't see a reason why it wouldn't happen. I think the technology is getting there. Um, there are some problems left to be solved engineering-wise and research-wise, yeah. but, you know, it's not, it's not like... Uh, oh my god we have zero idea how we get there it's like a road that's possible it um, is i think it's inevitability and um i don't know when it's going to happen but w i think what we've seen with ar and vr is that we pushed really fast i mean look at oculus has already put out like what four four headsets now yeah so and it yeah, it hasn't even been a decade yet. And, and we've already really moved a lot from, I guess, like Palmer's prototype versus what we have now. Like, I don't think that he thought that we would go completely wireless that fast. I, I don't know, like that, it really wasn't that long of a time. It's like been so fast. Uh, have you ever, did you read that book? Um, oh geez, it's the hardcover that, um, the History of the Future yeah. by Blake Harris. Did you read that? Yeah. Uh, and it's so weird to me because like I have this book as a hardcover and it's it's got this dust cover on it, right? Yeah. And I just keep looking at that dust cover thinking, is it ever going to, like, it's already dusty. Like, that's already the past. And so <laughs> we're moving through everything that, yeah, I, I definitely think it's inevitable. It's going to happen before we think it is, for sure. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I mean, uh, like the quest is not even out. It's not even a year, right? It's like it came out in May or something last year. So, yeah. And it feels to me like an eternity already. And I mean, like it's just, I mean, we don't have any official numbers, but it's obvious that, you know, the quest has pushed VR a lot, a lot um, to the masses. Um, still a long way to go, but like this is, I think more than anyone has ex expected <laughs> what would happen so quickly. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, I didn't think it was going to move that fast. I knew when the quest hit the market that consumers were going to eat it up. Yeah. But I didn't realize. And I remember being at the, the conference last year. Was it last year that they announced the link cable to it? Mm -hmm. And everybody had just already ordered their Rift S. <laughs> yeah. And they got yeah. <laughs> They got so mad because they were like, what do you mean it turns it into a rift? And it, I mean, it does. I don't, I don't think the, or the refresh rate isn't as high. I mean, it really yeah. doesn't. But I mean, <clears throat> you should have heard the people. I could hear them outside screaming. Like people were clapping. 
talking and other people were like, what the ass? And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> and then somebody walked out because we were all standing outside. Somebody walked out and they were like, they just announced that they, they, they made a cable link for it to connect to it to make it PC VR. And I was like, you're kidding me. Like, I, I think I knew about it, but to me, I didn't, it didn't really kind of settle in. But yeah, once that hit the market and then they, they announced Half-Life Alex, I was like, well, here it is. This is the thing. Yeah. So yeah, that was shocking to me to see it go that I knew it was going to happen. I think a lot of us did, but then now we have that whole manufacturing problem that's, that's hitting everybody right now with manufacturing headsets. So that has slowed yeah. down things a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh... You mean the kind of like the shortage, uh, kind of like uh, that's sold out everywhere? Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, but manufacturing on um, it's, and it's probably not just Quest or the controllers. It's probably a lot of things that have just kind of all together halted right now, and that you know that's going to hurt things a little bit. But uh, hopefully, hopefully it starts to turn around here as soon as the season switches up and. I hope it does because like there's, there's other companies too, like AR companies that have headsets that they want to get shipped out to people that they're completely halted right now in manufacturing. And I hate to see it because we're like at that really great time where we can start getting all of this great hardware out to the masses and all of the consumers. And all of a sudden it just comes to a screeching halt. And that's, that's not good for anyone, you know, especially developers and the, and the manufacturers and the people that are, that are trying to get these headsets out. It's very worrisome, but I, I know we'll be okay, but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a heck of a bump in the road to hit. I agree. It's, it's unfortunate. Um, unfortunate. Yeah. But, you know, we'll figure it out, as you said, or they will figure it out. <laughs> I have faith. I have faith that, that we, can, we can get through a lot of things. We can get through this too. I agree. Uh, so you're on the on the Rift, uh, right? Uh, CV CV one, you said. Yes. D did you? Um, what's your experience with like other headsets? Um, kind of like uh, the HTC ones, or did you ever try try them out? Yeah. Um, I've tried. I've got to try a lot of headsets, and uh, I I know I said that I'm really small, and uh, <laughs> the Quest doesn't. The Quest doesn't really. Uh, I can't fit it on very well. My my trusty little Rift over there has been honestly been the most comfortable and the best headset that I've worn. Huh. Um, yeah, I've, I've had all the AR headsets. Like I got to test out um, a lot of the really cool ones and I know a lot of other people haven't got to test out yet. And I mean, that's my Rift is the most comfortable one. I've done, I've had five HTC. I don't know why, but I tried the Lenovo one. Um, it's, it's, that's what, it just works better for me because I'm so tiny. And mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people will say that, oh, you know, the, the women in the IPD thing, all that's not true. I can just tell you right now, I'm, I'm a very tiny woman and those headsets will fit me. They're just not as comfortable. Um, okay. And my, my vision is fine in them as far as, as far as I can tell, but I, I spend so much time with the headset on that my vision's probably pretty jacked. So it's like having two TVs, like right on your face, you know? So, uh, but yeah, my favorite is the Rift by far. And so I hope, I hope the, I haven't actually got to try the Rift S yet. That's the only one that I haven't got to try. So I don't know how I, how that one stacks up to my old one, but yeah, all the other ones are 
they're very heavy. Like they're very front heavy, you know? So that's one thing I didn't like about a lot of those. Um, a lot of the AR headsets are, are very light and comfortable. Like the, the end reels, I got to try a set of those on. Those are very cool. I definitely suggest if you, and anybody gets a chance to try those on, those are, those are comfy. Like those are like the lightest ones that I've ever had on my face. But yeah, definitely, definitely still uh, biased with my rip. <laughs> <laughs> how is the, how's the, the quality kind of like the experience in the end reel one? Uh, AR headset is it is it good or is it similar to like um, a Hololens or Magic Leap or? Oh, uh, to be honest, none of the um, nobody. Please don't kill me for saying this. I don't think any of the the AR headsets are going to compare to Hololens. Um, <laughs> I know that Hololens had a color banding issue, and um, you know, but they, yeah, Microsoft's got everybody beat. I mean clear like i i haven't seen an ar headset that was as clear as that i think fidelity wise and all of that but it's good um i don't i don't see consumers having one on anytime soon but like if like let's say you were using it for like um mechanical reasons to fix an airplane or to fix a car or something that would be the headset that you want like that would be that would be the one um <laughs> i think everybody'll catch up to them though just like just like anything that Microsoft puts out, somebody else is going to make a better version of it sooner or later. But right now, I, I do think that HoloLens is probably the best AR headset I've seen thus far. I have not got to see inside the HoloLens too. Even when I was at MIT, I think they only had like one there, and somebody was using it, and uh, I never got to stick my head. In it, so <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I've only tried the HoloLens one so far. Um, as far as AR headsets go, so, um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, what I read your kind of like your experience seems about, um, what other people say also. So, um, so tell me a little bit about the, um, MIT hackathon that you mentioned that you went to. I don't remember too much from it because of the pure lack of sleep. Uh, met some great people. Um, I got, I came out with, uh, I don't know. I really liked Boston though. Like I, I'd never been there before and it was like one of the safest cities. Like I could walk around there at night and I didn't feel unsafe, but it, I guess okay. it's probably cause I'm in Chicago, but <laughs> I did a project with two Academy award winning filmmakers and uh they wanted to rebuild liberty square from miami which is a it's like a i don't know what they would have called it like uh they it was a segregated housing um complex for black people and they didn't want the black people mixing with the white people so they built this really big six foot tall concrete fence around this housing project that they made for them and uh but it was really nice it was really pretty and it was all brand new and then once like i don't know i'd say it was like 40 50 years later once the rich people that had all their nice houses around there started to realize that it was on high ground and their houses were going to be under sea level they started demolishing everything they turned it into this terrible ghetto and um, these filmmakers wanted me to rebuild it in VR so that they could take it back to the people, the, the older, the senior people, so that they could see it the way that they remembered it. And so we rebuilt it in VR and 
put all the pre-palm trees back in place, but we did still have to, to build the concrete wall around it. And there's a small narrative that when you walk through it, one of the people that lived there tells the story about how much they loved their neighborhood before these kind of contractors came in and destroyed it. So it was a, it was a cool experience. Yeah, it was like really, it was really crazy. And I, I worked really hard. I was the only Unity developer on my team, but um, there was a, a computer science student from Berkeley that like, I needed one more person on the team. And at the time I was like desperate. I didn't care what they did or what they didn't do. I just ran around and I asked people like, what do you want to learn? And one kid from Berkeley goes, I want to learn Unity. I was like, well, you're coming with me. <laughs> and I took him and brought him on my team. He's only like 19 years old too. He's a great kid. He ended up being like my favorite thing out of the whole project is I taught this kid basically how to use Unity and then push out a VR build. And he was my, probably my best thing that came out of that was <laughs> I trained him. And I was like so proud of him too. It was like by the second day, he was like, he had already mastered like the basics of all of it. I was really proud of him. So Sounds yeah, it was like a really smart, fun. smart kid. Woo, hi, yeah, he was definitely smart. And, um, but yeah, he was really young too. And it's like, I, I felt really proud of it because I thought that I'd like made a future game dev. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, it was fun. So, the, so this was like a weekend hackathon or how, how long, what was the duration? We had five days, but um, okay. <clears throat> our first day we, uh, we basically just kind of like met each other. Um, me and one of them went out and tried, we talked a little bit more about it. We talked to the other projects that they were on. And then we had like our second day was fleshing it out, like the idea of it and getting us to understand what they wanted to see. And then it was like third, fourth and fifth day was pushing out an entire VR experience. Oh. And so we didn't, yeah, there was not, there wasn't enough time for me alone to, to make it exactly like their vision. Um, like I didn't get to bake the lights. I didn't get to get post-processing effects in. Um, I didn't get to finish the last scene, but it, it was what it was, you know, and it, yeah. I got it. It worked and everything built. I, we pushed it to GitHub and had a working build. My favorite thing though was like Mark Bolas from HoloLens, like, he was one of the judges and uh he sits down and puts the headset on and he goes oh my god you gave me chills and i want to cry right now and i'm like okay i don't care we don't need to win any prizes we just got that <laughs> kind of car like we got that compliment from mark bolus we can all go home happy now and they were like no we need to take this like i think they were trying to take it to like sunset music festival or not the music festival the film festival wow and i just they, they want it after judging and everything. It was like pencils down, everything's over. We pushed the build. By the way, we also pushed the wrong build. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was an accident, but we were so tired. Like I was so tired, but, and they wanted me to like finish it um, after it was all over with. And I was like, you guys, I, I just need to sleep. I just need to sleep. Like I could, I was holding the table and I could feel the ground move underneath me. That's how tired I was. Oh, really? Like, I, yeah, I mean, like, have you ever, like, been up so long that, like, you feel things shifting around? Yeah. That happened to me. Yeah, that, that was, like, that was intense. My friend, he goes, my friend looks at him, he's like, you need to let her go now. She uh -huh. needs to go to bed. <laughs> and if it wasn't for him, I would have never gotten out of the media lab, I swear to God. <laughs> Just lift up forever? Yeah. <clears throat>
Oh, they would have kept me there working on this. Pro and I couldn't code anymore either. I mean, I was just done. And this really, one of our mentors, his name was Saul. I remember, I remember his name because he was standing behind me like, okay, Brandy, just semicolon at the end and your line. Like, <laughs> that's how bad I was. I couldn't remember how to code at all. I was like totally bent. Like I was only getting like three or four hours of sleep a night. So yeah. it was, it was intense for sure. But I learned, I learned crunch. That's what I learned. <laughs> and and this was the what was the code like? Is it like a yearly event or? Oh, let me see. Yeah, usually, yeah. I was gonna say I always have my water bottle handy. It was uh, oh. called it was called Reality Hack MIT XR Hackathon, and I think it used to be I think it used to be called the VR Hackathon, but they changed it to XR. Okay. So and you can recommend people to apply and go there. Next time it happens, go there. If you if they accept you and you can get in, go. Please, please bring your 3D modeler with you. We we needed some of those. We oh, needed yeah. more devs and more 3D modeler. Yeah, we had a lot of cool people though. Like neurologists were there. Like there mm -hmm. were straight up doctors in there working with Unity devs. It was insane. But yeah, if you can apply and get in next year, I, I definitely recommend doing it. Like. It's really, it's really an experience. Like I wouldn't take it back for the world. It was great. Okay. What's the application process? Is it like a, is it a hard and long application or do you just basically No, I think it's just like 30 questions. It's like a little survey that you do and then you mm -hmm. just kind of tell them what you've done and, and what you're able to do. And I think what they really try to do is they try to balance it out so that they have like, they have their artists, they have their, their developers, and then they have, they accept like the people that, that have worked in programs before, but want to learn more. And that's one thing about it that I, that I would, I think everybody needs to remember is that there's a lot of people that are there to learn. And so you got to give them the space to do that. You can't, you know, yeah. you can't like, yeah, you got to give them the space to do it and let them do it and trust them because they, they don't, they don't just accept anybody. They get a lot of applications. They don't just accept anybody. So if there's somebody there to learn, there's a good, take them because I did. And I got a good little unity to have out of it. So. Uh, that's great. The I mean the you know the more people we can push into game and like VR dev the better. <laughs> oh yeah, and there was a lot of VR med stuff there too. Like I I met a guy uh, a couple weeks ago that was working with some of these neurologists and and now I think I can say this because I think that there everything that we did there was open source MIT license. Cool. So anybody can go in and look at anybody's project and build on it if they want to make it better you know, improve on it because, you know, you only have five days, you know, so yeah. there's all this room for improvement, but it looks like, and I, and I could be wrong here. I don't know if I'm, if I'm totally correct, but somebody had made an application that uh, helped with Alzheimer's or dementia by, um, I don't know if it's like hitting them with a light in VR that, that helps remove the plaque that causes some of that. It would, yeah, like when, when I was told this, it totally floored me because I was like, wait a minute, why, why didn't you win? Like you should have, if, if these guys are right, then you should have been taking all of the prizes. So I don't, I don't know. I, it's definitely something that I, 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 I really freaked me out because I'm like, geez, you know, the pharmaceutical companies, like with all the drugs that they, they try to sell to people, like, and they knew that you made something that could do that and you made it open source, like. It really scared me for him. I was like, you could watch out because <laughs> if you really did what I think you did, then 
you know, you, you've got something there. So it's, yeah. go check out those hackathon projects because there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Those people were really pushing boundaries for sure. That sounds pretty interesting. So, so basically they could kind of like um, treat Alzheimer's in VR. Is that what you're saying or how, how did it work? I think that was, that was the theory. And I think that these neurologists had proven it already. So, wow. I mean, you'd have to double check me on all of I don't want to say that this is like a for sure thing or a real thing, like give anybody any false hope, but it's, it sounds to me like that was what was going on. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. So yeah, it's, it's I will, cool. um, I will put uh, try to put the link to those, uh, to the websites, to the MIT hackathon website and to the project in yeah. the show notes so people can look it up. I think I'm, they're all on a site called devpost.com. Okay. Um, we'll find it. I'll find it. Um, and I yeah. guess your project, your project one can also download from GitHub and um, build it if, mm-hmm. if, if one has a Rift yep. and the PC. Yep. Yeah. And if you want any of the files or anything that I've got on my hard drive, you are welcome to it. I wish I had more time because I'd really like to, and I, I should, I should do that at the end of the week when I have some, at the end of the weekend, when I have some more time, I should go in and bake the lights, yeah. put in the post-processing effects and try to finish that last scene. Yeah. I just haven't had time. I've been so like, there's so many projects and so many paid projects that I have to do that. I don't know. I'd really like to do it. Or if anybody else would like to continue on that and thinks that they'd like to raise awareness, I invite you to get in there and break things, do whatever you, and I will help you fix them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm really passionate about the whole social good thing. So I think that's one great thing. I know you probably are too. You're, You're into VR education. So yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think um, open source is really cool. So I think it's, you know, that's the whole point, right? That um, you know, standing on the shoulder shoulders of giants. That um, yes. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think the internet and kind of like technology would be here today if if it weren't for the open source movement and people advocating open source. And um, so you know, we're also yeah. our game. It's um, it's kind of like open. It's it's open source. We don't, you know, you don't have a license. We don't give you a license to sell it because <laughs> we want to sell it, but right. it's open source. Um, uh, so you can look at it, play around, modify it. If you know how to build it, play the game for free, you know, we don't. Um, but um, the, yeah, I think it's important. Um, so, but, uh, and then you were also doing, you were doing mostly Unity or were you also doing the, the 3D modeling um, uh, for this project? I found some free models. I think I got them off Sketchfab because that's pretty excellent resource. Um, I used Mixamo to animate them because I really did not have time to like, you know, so I used Mixamo. So I did, I did take some um, cheap shortcuts in this project because yeah, there wasn't time, you know, and I needed to get it done. So uh, I used that. I think one of the rules at that particular hackathon, so for this project, I was this, the scope was pretty big, but we could only use free assets. So we could only use assets that could be readily available to everybody. Okay. So that I, I used to lean really heavily on visual scripting from Playmaker. So that really messed me up because I realized real fast that I wouldn't be able to lean on that, which was an educational experience. But yeah, so... Um, I had to use Photoshop to 
through a lot of the textures. And like I said, unfortunately, I didn't get to, to bake my lights or anything. So if anybody looks at that project, please forgive me. I <laughs> did not have time to do any of that. I started working, I think what I was doing was working in a later, or yeah, a later version of Unity. And I kept having problems with uh, GPU light baking. It kept kicking back over to CPU. Hmm. And the thing that was terrible about that is that I have this, I have a nice Razer laptop. So, I mean, it's a VR ready laptop. But you can imagine that this thing was just overheating trying to bake lights. Yeah. If I would have had my rig there, it would have been fine. But trying to do that on a laptop because they, they didn't have a lot of hardware to give out to people. They did have a lot, but like <laughs> I was glad that I brought my own laptop because I wouldn't have been able to get one, you know, like okay. they didn't. Yeah. So yeah, there, that was a challenge. Like I don't suggest developing on a laptop. That is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially if you if you do higher end stuff like for PC VR, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's what we were doing. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. That did suck because I think I overheated my computer so many times, and I almost like I almost fried it out. Right. Like that's how. Oh uh, yeah, it was really bad. Would it just crash or just like go really, really slowly? Uh, it, it crashed once. Um, oh. I managed to save every. I, I almost lost the entire project on day three. Like, oh, I oh, I broke my cooling pad. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. I was like, we're gonna go hard or we're gonna go home. But and I got it. It worked. So I I got really lucky. This this thing is a little trooper. I don't know how many times I've I've honestly actually warped it. I've gotten the GPU so hot that it's it's warped my keyboard. <laughs> Shit, that's a great story though. Shows you know, <laughs> going to the limits. Um, yeah. going to the edge. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, okay. So everyone listening, you know, check out MIT reality XR hackathon. We'll link to it in the show notes and also check out Brandy's, um, open source project, um, download it, build it, play around with it and let Brandy know what you think, I guess. Any feedback is yeah. welcome. <clears throat> So um, last thing I want to talk about is I saw on Twitter, on your Twitter, that you're also doing um, tutorials for game, game dev tutorials. Um, yeah, I'm a little outdated now, but I, I, if you run into problems, I answer the questions like as soon as I can. So, so what kind of tutorials do you have? Um, who, should, who should watch them? Uh, if you're just getting started in Unity for VR, um... And they have one that I did, oh gosh, it was like two years ago though. So I don't know if it's, it might not be viable anymore, but um, that one's just for setting up a really simple environment that you can hurry up and pop into within like 10 minutes of opening up the program and just throwing into assets. And um, that one's got like 10,000 views. It's like the oh. most views I think I've ever gotten on a, on a YouTube tutorial or anything. Um, then I have one for people like if you want to prototype a game really fast, uh, whether it's in VR or not, I did a little tutorial on how to use um, the Google Poly Toolkit so that you can just get free assets that there's, it like puts a free asset store right near Unity, like mm -hmm. right, right in there. It's really great. Um, I know it'll give you, it'll throw a compiler error when you first load it in, but I, in that tutorial, I show you how to get rid of that compiler error too. Cool. It's very helpful. Um, yeah, like I, I really like that one. I, I messed up the sound on it. So um, 
actually one of my one of my friends on Twitter actually took the video file for me and made sure that the sound works. So nice. uh yeah. Um I plug him in that video like a million times for doing that. Like like I said, the community's awesome. Like you can't you couldn't ask for a better developer community than the VR community. Like they're just so great. I don't know what I would have done without them, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um it's also my experience. Like the VR community is like it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and, and then, um, how did you get started with the, you know, why did you make your first tutorial? Like, oh. I don't know why I did it. I think I'm really into like teaching people, like everything that I learn. Like okay. I want to share knowledge as much as I can, like all the time. So, um, and I try not to be like, I don't I try not to be boring and I try to be, I try to make it exciting. And I think that's one thing that might set me apart from other people. But then, you know, if you haven't noticed, so I will ramble about things <laughs> forever. So I'll say it's a 10 minute tutorial, but it's really 15 minutes of me like rambling. At the end. <laughs> yeah, I get, I got so excited about VR though. I mean, like I, when I was younger, um, I used to get these gaming magazines and I remember like when I got one of a, one of my magazines was like a PlayStation then um, this was before PlayStation was actually a thing, but they were talking about it in this magazine and they were talking about how someday you would be able to play online with other people. And I mean, I thought, I was like maybe 13 years old when this came, or maybe 12 or something like that. I got so excited about that, that I couldn't wait for it. I was like, I need to do this now. So like I started getting into LAN parties when I was a kid and doing all this crazy stuff with computers and hooking them together through crazy lines. Cause I really wanted this to happen. And like the one thing that I, I was like, you know, the only thing that I was sad about was that I didn't think that I would live to see VR. I thought that it was like so far into the future that I wouldn't live to see it. So like, I don't know, I guess I was just way, way wrong, way <laughs> wrong. And so as soon as it came out, like the, the funny story is, is that, a guy that I dated like a long time ago when I was working in IT, um, I found out later, like like 13 years later, that he was working at Oculus. And we had worked <laughs> together, yeah, on like on cell phones before they were considered smartphones. And we both worked in the same building. We were doing IT. Yeah. And I got a hold of this guy like 13 years later out of the blue. I'm like, what are you doing? How are you working here? You have to get me in right now. And he was like, what do you need? And I'm like, I need a new GPU. I need a headset. I need all of this stuff. And he's like, hold on, I'm writing this down. <laughs> and yeah, he stuck. He, he, he kept good to his word on it and made sure nice. that um, I got the help that I needed on everything. So yeah, I mean, you, know, you should have seen me yelling at this poor man. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice guy. He still works at, he still is there at Oculus? Yes, he still works there. Um, Cool. I, I, he's the engineering engineering tech, uh, but yeah, he runs his own team down there. Seems to be doing pretty good and really likes it. I don't know how he, I don't know how he does it because I absolutely despise going into California. Like the drive that he takes to work every day. Like yeah. I took it with him one time, and I was just like. Yeah, my anxiety was insane. You should have seen me. <laughs> I was like, you're going to have to stop at the dispensary right now because I need to, this, I was, I was really sitting in his car, like with this vape pen in my mouth the entire time, <laughs> like a straw. It was really bad. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I don't know. 
it, it was fun, but I don't know how they do that stuff in California. Like I know all the cool VR dev jobs are there, but I just, I would never be able to, I would not be able to drive there. Like I'm so scared of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the Bay area is insane at Facebook. They do have like those buses though, where you, as, you know, as an employee where you can just, um, employee shuttle bus kind of like thing if you live in yeah a, he drives yeah he drives he drives he's crazy yeah he's crazy he drives <laughs> yeah um it's it's crazy i mean it's not i think the bay area is not as crazy as la in terms of traffic like uh yeah that's another level I broke but... la with him i broke la with him once i did it once and i swear to god i'll never do it again being on was it like coming down on the 100 i just i seen like an entire flipped semi and people were like mad <laughs> because i'm like oh my god that poor man is probably really hurt and everybody's just like i can't believe this is holding up traffic <laughs> like shit what's wrong with people <laughs> yeah yeah you probably but, you know yeah. after Probably after years and years in that traffic, you just get cynical. You don't, you don't give a shit anymore. You just want to <laughs> be, yeah. be, you know, at home in time. But yeah, it's uh, absolutely. I, I see that too. Like I seen somebody asleep in their Tesla. I seen really? somebody asleep. Shit. Have you ever seen like pictures of people like taking pictures of that when they're? Yeah, I seen I've, that once. And you've that seen it in real like, life. That's when I knew. Yes, that's when I knew we were living in the future. <laughs> Shit. yeah well, i know yeah but but you know you probably need a tesla in that like if you have a tesla with like autopilot in that traffic i think it, it will take a lot of kind of like steam of um kind of like a less distracted more chill commute but um yeah i, I just would i don't know i, I couldn't do, do, it. do it me neither i wouldn't i do would it. not be able to i i really like teslas i think they're really cool but like I don't think they're so cool that I could fall asleep on the 100 in one. I yeah, mean, I no, don't even understand like how that's legal. <laughs> that's probably not legal. <laughs> I don't think it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not like, can you imagine getting pulled over and like your car stops and like you just wake up and there's a cop knocking Shit. on the door. You got it. That would be crazy. <laughs> um, no, that's um, sounds like a kind of like a sci-fi novel right there. Um, yeah, but yeah, people do all kinds of crazy shit, you know. Um, and but I think most people are are good. Try to not to fall asleep. Yeah. and then people fall asleep yeah. in regular cars too, and they they crash. You know, that That's seems true. worse. That is true. That's one of the things, like with uh, automation, that they've been talking about lately with the uh, semi trucks, mm -hmm. because they're they're probably the worst culprits for falling asleep on the road, and they can do the most damage. Yeah. So. I mean, on that note, I'm not like, I guess they've been using VR headsets to uh, like co-pilot the self-driving trucks. I, I've you heard about that? that. I've heard about that. Like, um, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Makes, makes sense yeah. though. Yeah, it does. And then they, I think, and I seen something, something else that was really crazy. It was like uh, one of the guys that was working, um, was it the uh, Mythbuster guys? Mm -hmm. Jamie, not Adam, Jamie made a tank to help fight the wire, like the wildfires in California. Yeah. And he was, he was controlling it through a rift. And wow. what he did was he took a cannon of it and put a, a water hose in it. Did you see that? No. Is, is that on YouTube or? Uh, 
Uh, I think it, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be too hard to find, like, Jamie makes a water shooting tank to fight wildfire. Yeah, that, I'm oh, sure okay. that's the keyword, that's the keyword phrase for it. <laughs> yeah, they do some crazy stuff with VR Shoot. now that, like, a lot of us aren't even aware of. Yeah, like, yeah, so many crazy things. Like, and that guy's been, I think he, I, I want to say he was working with Palmer Lucky for a little while. Oh, really? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I think that's where he got this idea and he was just like build it and i think they did and i i was it's not a bad, bad idea it's a good way to remotely control stuff yeah. because you know you, do, you see it like you're sitting there so but i mean double check me on all that because i could be wrong no so i mean it's kind so, of sounds, sounds possible yeah it's yeah. it is i i think i'm pretty sure that they were using it in the outside of the bay area okay um yeah i mean it, it seems to make sense like as long as the latency is low enough, you know, why you can do all kinds of shit. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I guess Palmer, you know, is also with this new company, um, also doing a lot of cr crazy high tech futuristic stuff, right? Enderil. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Seems crazy. So. I, still, I still like to call it like the sword of the West. <laughs> I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan too, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think those companies. I think those companies. They're taking like a, a military contracts. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like a defense thing. Um, might as well. I mean, hey, if we're if someday the future of the military is going to be drone fights, then we're probably in pretty good hands. <laughs> probably, yeah. That guy's smart. Um, I mean, I, I'm a little bit sad that he doesn't work in VR anymore. Um, but I guess, you know, we know the history, what happened. So, you know, right. Uh, sad, I mean, yeah, Facebook, Facebook was it's, that that was like making a deal with. But I mean, I am glad that he did do it that way because it did bring the hardware to, to the people. It did bring it to consumers on a on a large level. I think what Carmack did for him was super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think he's really not. He's. I've seen him post some stuff on Twitter, though, like, you know, when there was like a problem with uh, with the sound on one of the headsets, like he yeah. posted like a fix for it. Yeah, it so I don't, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, he still looks, got a lot of love for his, his uh, hardware there. So that's, that's good. I think that was cool of him to do. Yeah, I agree. He still seems big into VR. I think he like um, invests in VR companies and like, you know, in Kickstarter, he's active. Um, like on yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen him throw down some money on indie devs Kickstarter's for sure. Yeah, like uh, for the stuff that he likes. Yeah, yeah, definitely makes sense. Um, I mean, he's still he's probably in love with VR. Um, and, oh, yeah. but okay. he just he can't work in VR anymore, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, actually, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I seen him. Um, I think it, that was one of the probably one of the weirdest things when I was at uh, Oculus Five Connect the first time I went. Like, I walked, I watched him walk in to the, oh, like really? into the conference. He's totally by himself, and I was like, "Wait, is that?" But yeah, no, I he ran into him a couple of times, and he was definitely doing some stuff like uh, helping out with um, some indie dev stuff. Like, I definitely cool. did see that. So like, yeah, I'd say that like. I know that they're, those guys are probably pretty busy with their own companies now and doing this <laughs> yeah. in their own thing, but yeah, I, I'm sure that they still got a pretty good hand in a lot, you know? 
yeah. can't make something like that and just be like, yeah, yeah I'm out. You can't, you just can't do it. It's no, too much passionate. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I mean, same with like uh, Carmack, you know, that now he's only part-time at Oculus and I'm guessing he'll leave, you know, within a year or so completely. He came and he he did what he needed to do. Yeah. So <laughs> It's like, that's all, that's, yeah. all, that's all, that's all folks. I can't do anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess he's, uh, in the beginning I was sad. I was like, you know, that he's leaving VR, but I guess um, it's, it's far enough now that also without like a genius person who pushes it like Carmack, yeah. um, it will, will get there somehow. There are other smart people working on it too. Um, but yeah, I guess. It's probably just decided like, they're not going to do Doom, I'm out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. It's like, you're not yeah. doing Minecraft uh, properly. They're not doing Doom. <laughs> I know the Minecraft, all the VR and Minecraft was like, okay, that was one of the worst apps that made me motion sick. Really? Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I was so excited for it too. I was like, oh, this is going to be the thing. But then I was like, wow, I feel sick. And like, this is like after the fact that I'd already been in VR for well over a year and I go into Minecraft VR and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 because of the kind of like the, <clears throat> the jumping and, and falling down the blocks and stuff like that, right? Kind of like. Yeah, uh, I think that was what it was. But I did realize that you could ride on the animals, so I did oh, really? that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> can. Jump. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I haven't tried that. Um, that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I. I'm, I'm optimistic for the future of VR. I think um, even though all these people living like Carmack and, and Palmer, I think it will be awesome. Great future. And yeah, uh, no, they, they came, they saw, they made it and they left us with some good stuff to work with. So I, I've got no complaints there. Let them go do their things and make, they've got their money, you know? Yeah. So and they're still they're still going to be really supportive. Like I, I mean, here like I don't know. I think Carmack said he was going into like AI or was it computer yeah. vision or something? AI. He's doing some AI research on his own, yeah. like not not for a company or something, just on his own. Oh really? Oh really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Like that guy, you know, I think really works. If you read a little bit about him, I just read um. Masters of Doom, that book. I don't know if you know that. Um, so, so Masters of Doom, I can't really recommend it. It's about basically Carmack and John Romero who started ID Software um, in the 90s yeah, yeah. with some other guys. And like really good insights of how he thinks, you know, what he likes doing. And once you read that, you're like, okay, it makes sense that he doesn't want to stay at Oculus for, for longer. Um, he doesn't really like seem to like big companies. He just wants to work on you know deep deep tech kind of like pushing it forward and yep. doing ar research on his own seems like the perfect thing <laughs> um you know cutting edge technology he can just work on his own um no one bothers him and yeah I follow okay. a few of the guys uh from id software and i mean they're they're all kind of really they're different they're all different from each other but but Carmack yeah. was a guy that you knew that that's what he wasn't going to stick around for very long it's like once he got done what he wanted to get done he was going to go off his own way about yeah, it Yeah, exactly exactly um 
All right. Um, I think that's a good end to the, to the interview, uh, to the conversation. Um, I, it's also probably almost daylight now <laughs> at your location. So I was like, like, uh, Oh, I wish it was brighter because then we, we would have had slightly better lighting. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I have a, I have my horse and, uh, I have to feed him in like a half hour. You'll start hearing him outside because he's like cool. right next to my house. Yeah, so I'm usually up around this time anyways. He's used to getting his breakfast in about 20, 20 minutes, a half hour from now. So Wow, okay, so you're just going to... And we're talking about uh, a real horse, not a VR horse, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, I have a real horse in Rocky, and that's, awesome. yeah, he's a, he's a brand. <laughs> cool. Um, all right, Brandy, um, thanks so much for um, being on the podcast and um, you know, looking forward to seeing more of what you're going to do in the next next well thank you so much for having me john it made me feel like super special that somebody wanted to interview me like totally made my day <laughs> cool yeah likewise thanks for coming coming on